Hello, I'm Derek Wheatley, and welcome to episode 27 of the Weekly Weekly Podcast. Um, as always, thank you very much for all your support, um, for your listening, and your, you know, contributing to um, to the podcast, and also to the live shows that we've been doing on Saturday evenings, which have now moved to Sundays, by the way. Recording this band called The Monday, but we actually did, uh, we did an episode of it last night. It was good crack, and I I, I messed up the song because I always do. But uh, that's what I get for learning it. Maybe three hours before we went on, uh, I decided to learn a different song, and uh, yeah, I've obviously messed up the lyrics because I have no memory. But um, it was good crack. So thanks for joining us there, um, and also thanks to Leah for last week's episode. Uh, we got some great responses from that. Uh, she was brilliant, and I've now joined a book club. So you know, I'm learning. I'm learning and. You know, picking up new things all the time, so it's great. Um, so uh, I want to introduce my guest this week. Um, she is the owner of Westside Yoga in Athlone here, and her name is Elaine Burke. How are you, Elaine? I'm good. Thank you very much for having me. No, absolutely. Um, uh, it's great to have you here, uh, and thanks for taking time out, obviously, in your bank holiday. Oh, no problem. It's pretty cool. Happy to do it. Good. Um, so we'll start at the beginning. Uh, just a short history of your upbringing, please. Um, sure. So I am from Roscommon. I'm from Ballantubber. I don't know if you know where that is. I don't. It's near Castlereagh. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, so I'm 35 now. And um, I, I guess I lived at home until I was 17. Mm-hmm. And then I moved up to Galway to go to college. Um, I am one of seven. So I'm the youngest oh, of seven. Great. And yeah, five girls, two boys. And um, yeah, I mean, my upbringing was quite challenging mm-hmm. um i would have been i would have been brought up around a lot of alcohol okay. and um some violence as well so um i suppose that's probably what gave rise to anxiety in mm. in childhood really um but yeah i was quite a happy child um a very interested in stars in the stars and astronomy okay. um in animals i loved acting um i was always singing and things like that um and then as i started to get a little bit older i i suppose um i kind of became a little bit more introverted and um yeah i was quite unsure of myself i suppose in my teenage years they were quite tough i definitely wouldn't go back okay um yeah so it was challenging i i had anxiety for a lot of my teenage Mm. years and um i i always wanted to to get out of home i that was you know i can remember from year for years that was my you know if people say what's your goals my goal was always just like i just want to live by myself or i just want to go traveling or i couldn't wait until I got to make my own decisions. Mm. That was always what I wanted to do. So yeah, there was kind of that longing to be in a place kind of where I call the shots mm. rather than someone else. So you know, so the next question was going to be, when did you f- first be- become aware of mental health? But you say there about um, anxiety in your childhood and that. Yeah. When, when did you know it was anxiety rather than just a feeling that you were getting, you know? Um... To to put in to put a la- the label of anxiety mm. on it, uh, probably not until I was more of an adult. Okay. Really, um, I probably would have labelled it as being nervous. Yeah. Um, but I think the kind of um, the sort of knock on effect of that didn't come until I was in my early twenties. Okay. Like I would have always had a very good can do attitude you know I'd kind of push myself to do things that I was probably afraid of doing or nervous Mm. because I you know I I just thought that that's what people did Um, but it was only when I was older then I was kind of like oh no I actually really don't want to do that Mm. like and it's probably not good for me to do that Um, yeah but I kind of I, I was always afraid of people dying when I was younger Oh right. so I'd be really nervous over that yeah so um i remember like i was eight or nine and i was so scared of my parents or my siblings dying that i would like cry myself to sleep at night time and this would happen all the time 
And then my parents were like, you know, you have to snap out of this. Like, what's going on with you? Um, we're going to take you to like a psychiatrist if you don't stop. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, OK, I better I better stop then. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was so lo- lots of fears, mm. fears of things, fears of something happening to my mother. So I guess all the signs yeah. were there. Like I wasn't fully content in whatever was going on. I knew there was an underlying kind of um, sense of, of a lack of control. Mm. And um, yeah, that kind of led, I suppose, to the to the anxiety and yeah. It's a, it's one of, we, um, uh, Sean Allen was on a, maybe three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and he spoke about that when he was young. He always had a, 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 a like une- unease about him, you know, and mm. he was being picked on a bit in school. So obviously that was he could put a finger on it. Like mm. so, when you speak about you know worrying about people dying, I I had the. I think I spoke about it before, but I had this thing of um uh, of the house going on fire. I was obsessed at this. It was only in Athlone. Now I I, I have uh, I lived in Dublin, but my dad was in Athlone, so we used to come down. Right. And I had this thing, and I was obsessed with this this idea that the house was going to go on fire. And you know, it's 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 a it must be um how anxiety manifests itself mm. when you're a kid that it's you can't really like we can figure it out now and maybe chat about it. But as a kid, there's mm. no way of getting it out of you yeah. you know you don't know what it is or whatever so once i had that thing that you're talking about but i, I ran downstairs to my man ball and crying i was like what will i do if you or my daddy dies yeah. you know i had it once mm-hmm. and it was like terrifying so it's yeah it's it's very uh it's very sad that it happens to people so young though isn't and it it's like, very it's very real you know it's yeah. very real for the child and i think that's you know where people say oh you know they can say snap out of it mm. but it's, it is a very real emotion a real feeling that you're feeling so um yeah it's it's tough yeah. i remember having ocd mm. really bad ocd now that i i know what ocd yeah, yeah. is and I remember reading, uh, uh, listening to Shane Violin from Westside. I right. think I was about 10, 9 or 10. And he talked about how he had OCD. All right. And how he overcame it. So I can't remember the techniques that he gave, mm. but whatever they were, I did it. Yes. I did exactly what he said to do. Right. And I would be like, I'd have to tap the door on my way out twice. And right. then I'd have to do it with, you know, if I did it with my left arm, I'd have to do it with my right. But that was only okay. a, a, an odd number. Yeah, so I'd yeah. have to do it with an even number. So I could be, you know, 10 minutes trying to get out the Oh, door. really? Yeah. yeah. So I remember actually like almost training myself out of the yeah. OCD. And I obviously grew out of it as well. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, other things manifest. But it was just interesting, you know. It's weird as you can grow out of something good, uh, like that. My, my younger brother had the OCD when he was quite young and he's grown out of it. And mm. um, I think I've grown into it, you know. So okay. it's, <laughs> it's worked the opposite way. But uh, yeah. so, like, we'll talk a bit about, obviously, because you're here to talk about your um, yoga and your meditation. So when did you first get into yoga? Um, I got into yoga probably about, uh, maybe 2009, 2010. Um, but I have to say it wasn't something that I enjoyed actually anytime I did it. Um, just for whatever reason, maybe I wasn't ready to do it or something. So I kind of went a few times and I was a bit like, oh, you know, it's hard. Um, I'm sore. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, you know, it, it brought up a lot of emotions for me, like right. uh, uh, kind of like, oh, um, um, I want to do that, but I can't do that. So why can't I do that? Oh, mm. no, I mustn't be good at it. That sort yeah. of thing, like the ego kind of rising. And um, I remember going when I lived in London, actually, um, a few times with a flatmate of mine and um I'd feel really good when I came out mm. and then there'd be this like wave of emotion. So you'd have really? the high and then the low. Yeah. And I'd be just like, oh God, I'm not going back to yoga again. God, I, I had a, you know, I cried for like a half an hour after wow, that. Like, yeah. it's not, it's not, it's, that's not good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, Was the low um, more lasting than the high then? Um, mm, I wouldn't necessarily say that it lasted longer Mm. it was just more that the emotions that it brought up for me like vulnerability or sadness um or grief i did i you know i completely disregarded them Mm. at that time so i was very much like oh no i I don't want to feel 
that those yeah. feelings so i better not go to yoga <laughs> again but then there'd be curiosity like a certain time would pass and i would be like oh actually yeah let's go back to yoga but i was probably a lot more interested in meditation before yoga right um yeah so that's kind of i suppose i i i, I came into yoga through meditation mm. and possibly the styles of yoga that i was practicing i didn't didn't necessarily resonate with me at that time right so yeah it's just kind of a, a mixed sort of actually that's a because that leads into the next question beautifully okay. right because <laughs> there are many different styles of yoga yeah um something that i've uh only recently and i say recently since i wrote this episode or uh, since i started writing this episode and i saw that there's a couple of styles that you uh teach so yeah can you explain your style compared to maybe a couple of others obviously you don't you don't need to cover every <laughs> everyone uh, yeah, sure but, um so this what i was initially trained in is um a style called vinyasa mm -hmm. uh, vinyasa karama so vinyasa is a kind of um a sequence of movement uh movements with breath so you'd sequence the breath to the movement okay. um and it comes from a style it's kind of i suppose a more westernized and i'm I'm probably going to be pulled up in this definition, but a westernized style of Ashtanga yoga, which is um, a kind of a, a more physical practice um, where you will count and you will mm. chant and things like that. Um, so that was what I trained in initially. Um, and I would tend to teach my classes in that style quite a lot, mm. depending on the 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 sort of theme of the class or um if i wanted to go a little bit harder or softer it just depends on the time mm. of the day or whatever it might be um but the the idea of this krama is where you will sequence the postures in order to stimulate um your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system so your fight or flight response mm. um as well as your rest and digest side of of your nervous system so it's really to help build resilience as you move so i'm I'm not super focused on um the physicality of the postures mm. um it's more connecting to the breath as you move in a in sequence and switching yeah. off the mind so that you can sort of go a little bit deeper into the body yeah that's kind of the style but the actual style i suppose is, is vinyasa. vinyasa but i bring okay. in yin i've done trainings in yin yoga um which is um yin yoga would come more from chinese um philosophy um and it's um it's a kind of a slower pace to it a lot more floor based postures mm. rather than standing which you'd have in vinyasa um yin is kind of a more feminine uh not a more feminine but it would capture more the feminine qualities of uh stillness and the phases of the moon and mm. things like that um again would stimulate your parasympathetic nervous yeah. system so your rest and digest so i guess typically if you're anxious you're you will kind of have a tendency to live more in the sympathetic side of your nervous system mm. so you know your heart rate will be increased um your pupils will be dilated um your blood pressure is up um and when that happens to the body things like digestion tend to turn off okay. and your immune response isn't as effective um so again these this style of like yin yoga or mm -hmm. a softer side of vinyasa will help to stimulate more your parasympathetic right. nervous system yeah i think i think it was vinyasa that i was doing and i think okay. i think um the breathing thing was quite difficult for me to uh to get used to i'll just explain to the people who are listening i just did a little bit of yoga before and I, I didn't go to a class it was it was fully online i think i ran out of steam a bit with it because i was kind of doing the same maybe four or five videos okay um and i, I just i i did it every day and i think maybe overdid it Okay. And like I said to you before, um, I think if I maybe went to a class, I might um, get more out of it, you know. Yeah. And, and I think like, uh, you know, I, I think it would properly, you know, help with my anxiety. Mm. And uh, and even and even with the depressive side of things as well, because um, 
like you say, you do get a high from these things. Like mm. I get a high from jujitsu or from running. It's the same thing goes with yoga, mm. and uh, it's just fitting it all in and mm. you know trying to try to get there. <laughs> but uh, so where did you where did you study then? I studied in Australia actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, How long were you in uh, Australia for? I was in Australia for almost four years. Right. And um, yeah, I kind of went there. And I had come from Thailand and Bali for a while, so I didn't know anyone in Australia. Mm. Um, I knew like maybe two two people and I happened to live beside a yoga studio and I'd been doing a good bit of yoga in London. But um, yeah, I kind of I had done a shaken meditation retreat in Bali. And okay. after that, it was like really life changing. So I was wasn't really interested in uh, drinking, really. Mm and you know i guess socially when you go out and you go drinking you meet more people mm. but I, I wasn't interested in doing that so i had i lived beside a yoga studio and i just went there like all the time um as much as i could and then um i went to a talk one evening by this lady it was a, a philosophy talk and she happened to run a yoga studio in the next suburb okay and as soon as I listened to her, I was like, oh, my God, like mm. I want to study with this woman. So I went and met her and then um, I went to some of her classes and kind of got to know her a bit. And then I, I went and did the training with yeah. her and it was over a year. So okay. I got to really kind of, yeah, it definitely put me through my paces mm. um, in terms of it was um like we had a lot of uh, alignment training and the physical side of yoga, but it was very much the spiritual, esoteric, mm. philosophical, meditative side, which I was really interested in, which is why I wanted to study with yeah. her. Um, so it was very much a holistic idea of yoga, which I really liked. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I did I did that there. And then I went on to do uh, yin training, uh, restorative trainings with different people and I completed a meditation teaching training as well. Um, and I still have a mentor that I work with okay, in yeah. Australia for that. Um, just if I'm doing something and I want mm. somebody to double check it. Um, good to have. Yeah, mm. it's really good to have, actually. I think Russell Brand does a he does um, a podcast on mentors or it's in mm. one of his books or something where he talks about like the importance of having a mentor and definitely where you can run ideas mm. over sure. somebody who's who's been there before and has been through all of it. It's definitely helpful. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, I think I think it's great because like, in everything like with experience like that, like, you know, to have someone with experience like that, mm. I should say, it's always great. Um, so when you obviously came back to Ireland um. What about then the inception of Westside Yoga? How that how did that happen? That's um, a bit it's a, to start a business like that is a huge. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't planned to move back to uh, Ireland mm. when we did move back. Um, my sister ended up getting a brain tumor. She's okay oh, now. She's okay, in perfect health. Uh, thank God. But I, um, yeah, kind of. I had been quite homesick for a while, and because I'd lived away for years and. Uh, I yeah I was homesick and then that happened and I had kind of finished my job and I was sort of teaching yoga here and there um but it was nothing permanent kind of and um I just decided to move home I was mm. like I'm gonna move home for a while and see what happens so uh we moved back to Athlone and then um I just happened to be in a class one day I I, I stopped teaching yoga from maybe January to maybe like april and i just went down the road to a class one day that was going on and i sat in the class and then i was chatting to the ladies and the teacher was finishing up and she was like oh i'm really sorry but i haven't found another teacher to replace mm. and i was kind of sitting there and i was like oh this is like a sign yeah, from the yeah. universe <laughs> like um so then i kind of approached um i approached her and i started teaching and then the more i was teaching i was a bit like uh I just felt like something was being moved through me. It wasn't yeah. necessarily that I was like, oh, I always wanted to open up a yoga mm. studio. It was just we had um, we knew that where this uh, nice space was. And um, yeah, I kind of I wanted to have a little bit more freedom to create the space um, that people came into. Mm. So, yeah, that's kind of where it started yeah. from then. And it took a few months to renovate and I started teaching along and yeah then I just I just yeah. went for it <laughs> it's a lovely space and actually it's 
bigger inside than do you know what I mean? You, when you, it's like one of those places where you look outside. Yeah, it's and quite think, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I saw <laughs> I saw the pictures the other day. I checked. I was looking at. Um, obviously, it was on your Instagram page. I'm sure yeah, that's maybe. Where I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's one of those ones where it's kind of looks. Um, like you say, it's like a double room, like it goes back. So it's yeah. there's, a good, there's uh, space for a few people in there. It's yeah, nice. like I think we had a sound bath there in, I think it was maybe March, February, mm. March, and we had 20 people. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, plus the lady who was running the sound bath, plus myself. So maybe 20, 22 of us That's were in great. there. Um, with yoga, I'd say probably the max is maybe 16, 17. Right. Um, Saturday mornings can be quite busy so mm. but I, I, with COVID yeah. um, th- you know we have to s- reduce that of course that. <laughs> yes of course everybody's going to change around and st- I'll, I'll, I will actually um, I think I've got it written down I'm sure I do I think you do yeah. this is behind the scenes now, this <laughs> kind of stuff uh, this won't be edited either because I refuse to edit things because I'm lazy you're right uh, yeah but it, so Elaine if you tell us what, what be there's obviously a lots of benefits from mm. of, f- from yoga Like, but what would you say would be the main benefit benefits yeah not just one yeah so i think um from my own personal Mm. experience and um from people who come to the studio there's definitely a sense of um relief Mm. um there's some kind of relief um and i I often think sometimes it's quite difficult to like quantify these things Mm. or to explain them but definitely a sense of relief a sense of calmness um a sense of being more connected with yourself yeah. and and trusting yourself a little bit more and i think it helps you to come back to rational thought again like if you're going through a hard time yeah. and you know you're maybe quite emotional over something and you come to yoga there's that release you can you can get quite a lot of release yeah. during a practice and then that kind of calmness coming back to oneself again yeah. Um, I mean, a re- reduction in anxiety, but That's, again, yeah. anxiety can be, um, it tends to come and go, mm. I find, with anxiety. Yeah. So you'll, it definitely helps the anxiety. Um, but I think there, with anxiety, there's always underlying um, kind of stuff there yeah. that maybe other modalities can help with. Yeah. That's just my own personal experience. Um, I, I find meditation very beneficial yeah. for anxiety with yoga like if i have a lot of adrenaline in my body and i'm feeling really fired up and maybe a bit angry mm. or whatever then a great physical yoga practice yeah. can help to move a lot of that um and then maybe to complement it with something else but um yeah i i think in the classes there's a sense of um community and mm. a sense of kind of feeling like you're part of something and you're not yeah, separate yeah. from other people yeah. like the, the people that are practicing with you although you might not even speak to each other, mm. there's just a sense of, you know, we're kind of together in this. And that's what's kind of important for me mm. that we realize, you know, we all have shared issues and shared um, heartaches and joys and all of those things. And sometimes we can feel really alone. Mm. And in a, in a yoga class, I think that a lot of those barriers can be broken down and actually we're sort of realizing that we're we're more connected yeah. it sounds very like kind of out there but <laughs> well no i understand though because I, I i do kind of draw parallels with what we do in jujitsu like mm. like you say like we're rolling around the floor together mm. trying to choke each other but it is still a community and like i might mightn't get to speak to to someone for that class or whatever yeah. but it still feels like we were all in it together whether it was 10 or there or 20 there mm. or whatever so um, I, I can understand that kind of thing and I can understand what you're saying about anxiety with with yoga. Mm. There is deeper uh, lying things, but this, I found um, myself the surface level anxiety can, can mm. be kind of eradicated, at least yeah. for that little while. Definitely, yeah. And I think um, like John went to, John and Megan went to your class and, and John said to me the day after, or maybe, maybe it was that evening, he mm. said he was wrecked after it, you know. <laughs> and I think that... Oh no, sorry, John. Well, I think... Yeah, don't <laughs> apologize to him. I'm joking. But, but I, no, but I, I, I think it's... I think that's... Um, he was so surprised by that, you know, yeah. because he, he loved it. He had a great time. Um, but he was surprised by how physical it was. Mm. But like you say, it's one of those things where there's different types of classes yeah. and depending on the mm. day um yeah. what what would you say to to someone who's uh, who maybe is very kind of nervous about going in maybe 
you know, we all have an image of, of everybody there, um, svelte and uh, yoga pants, <laughs> and we're all like, everybody's looking amazing. And then in in I walk or something and I've got maybe an issue with my body or my mm-hmm. my confidence or whatever whatever it is what would you say to somebody who might see it as too much of a challenge for them um well I can definitely understand mm. um you know that feeling mm. for sure and I think um you know it it can be always good to maybe touch base with the teacher before mm. you kind of come to class um I think a lot of people that come in through the door feel like that. Mm. Um, The majority, I would say. Um, And, you know, if they can they can push through that, I think it's it will be of benefit to them at Mm. the end. But at the same time, I, I sometimes think pushing yourself when you're really when you're when you really don't have the energy yeah. to do something can can maybe deplete you at the beginning i mean most people at the end of yoga class feel great mm. but it's it is just that getting there yeah. that can be quite um quite tricky but if they can come even to one class and just you know i always try try my best to make everyone feel mm. welcome and we do quite a lot of you know centering and breathing at the beginning and at the end we we also do that so i i definitely think that you know, they they definitely won't feel like, oh, my God, I'm going into this place and everyone is going to be mm. perfect. You know, we have this idea. And even I, I feel like that sometimes, mm. you know, I kind of I can kind of feel like that. But it's it's recognizing that that sort of feeling within yourself. And and, and, it, and quite a lot of times that can be the ego talking yeah. to us and saying, you know, um, but it's just it's just a voice, you mm. know, it's just a voice and it's it doesn't define who you who you are. Yeah. It's it's just maybe a little part of you that speaks from time to time. Um but yeah, there are lots of people who 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 come to me and who tell me who tell me that after, oh my God, before I came here, you know, I wasn't even able to come. I drove the car up and mm. I, I just couldn't go in, you know. And I, I really do understand that. But it's always good to maybe give me or somebody else a call yeah. so that I'm I'm waiting for you I'm checking out with you and you know I'll always make sure to put people kind of down near the door or mm, near exactly, a toilet yeah. or something like that where they're you know they have lots of air mm. and they feel good and I'll make sure to to introduce people to each other so um yeah if, yeah. You, if you can I would say try, try, try to come but but don't push yourself either yeah yeah I'd agree uh, with that uh, especially with the part of like if it's really if it's doing you your mental health damage by you trying to force yourself yeah. out the door it's like you know don't but like you say um and like my experiences go with fusion it's one of those things where if the the owner or the coach or whatever it is at the time or whoever they are um are there to get you in the door to meet you at the door or whatever it is or to, like you say leaving leaving somebody beside a door yeah. is like the best thing to do because yeah. it's like the the worst feeling for me was always uh, if I didn't see the exit, you know, mm. I I would just freak out like basically. Mm. But um, absolutely, yeah. If you if you um, if you like the sound of uh, yoga, go. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna just do the ad and then we'll be back. Okay. Fusion Training Center, Monksland Athlone, a place to train in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, kickboxing, martial arts, and CrossFit. A great atmosphere with experienced coaches and a real sense of community. If you want to join the team, find us on facebook at fusion training center or drop in for a chat fusion training center train like a warrior very close to getting messing that up i, I fusion and facebook are too close together and i <laughs> missed I, that's what happened last week i just cut them crossed over um okay lane so uh here's uh straight to the point um can anyone meditate yes they okay. can yes because um there are so many different types of meditation um i mean yoga in itself is a movement meditation so um i mean i i would like to use myself as an example mm. i you know year for years i used to try to meditate and i was like oh, i can't do it my mind is too overactive and i would feel completely useless mm. at the end of it i was just like oh i can't do it and you know i i've suffered from panic attacks i've been hospitalized i you know I really have an overactive mind and if I can do it mm. I would say that yes because I, it's like um there's a really good um 
analogy kind of in uh, one of the ancient yogic texts and it's about this warrior and he's um, got the reins on the horses mm-hmm. and they use that as a metaphor for the mind okay. and it's Makes like sense. so true mm-hmm. you know you're trying to pull yeah. pull the mind back um but yeah i mean it definitely takes a little bit of discipline mm-hmm. and um a little bit of um d- dedication to it um but i think there are so many like the process the journey of when you start meditating there's this kind of expectation you know this i suppose stereotype meditation Mm. is like this or you know i should be like this but actually what you find is that the more aware you kind of are of your thoughts Mm. and the more as time goes on you start to actually really develop um compassion towards yourself yeah so rather than saying oh god my mind is all over the place today it's like oh my mind is all over the place yeah, today. Yeah, switching around yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what's going on really yeah. in my body today like in my mind and what's coming up for me and what you know maybe what time of the month is it or mm. what happened or am i processing something from years ago you know it, you just allow there's kind of an allowing mm. that happens and i i remember being on a retreat years ago and I had a beautiful session and I was feeling really great and then next thing bang the anxiety came and I was like oh god Mm. and I remember one of the teachers and I'll never forget this it's like one of the best things I've ever heard she said rather than resisting the anxiety can you in your mind sit down beside it and hold hands with it and Mm. say oh thank you anxiety for coming I know you're always here to protect me um, you know, and this this type of mm. thing, and it just kind of changes it around a little bit. It's like, well, actually, you know, yeah, oh, okay, you're here now, and it's okay that you're here. I'm not going to try and push you away yeah. because that can happen with meditation. Anger comes up, or sadness, or you know, a lot of joy, and we can be quite addicted to the joy mm. in things and the happiness yeah. rather than actually looking at the other emotions as well. So. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely a process. It's not only about meditation. Mm. It's about actually developing a sense of compassion yeah. for yourself. Um, and it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. It's not yeah. like something that's going to happen in a week. It's um, in every single time you meditate is different. Mm. It's so different. And it's about a, an exploration of um your own self mm. and an openness to what comes up for you yeah and that can be hard at the beginning because sure. it's like i want but i want to be like this why am i not like mm. this and then you have to kind of not you have to you start to accept parts mm. of yourself more you yeah know? like it's so hard to be compassionate to yourself and yeah. I, I, um and you will know as someone who's who's had um, anxiety before yeah um obviously people are going to go in to you and some of them are just going to be very very good at meditating uh immediately whether it's i don't know the the, the science of it but the, the way their mind works means that they're good at meditating they can get into that space when when somebody approaches you who maybe we'll just say maybe are which is with you four weeks and they're really having trouble with um meditating and maybe it's because they have mental health or anxiety or or they're grieving for someone or whatever it is yeah. like like how would you go about i suppose kind of comforting them or letting them know that it's that frustration that they find in not being able to meditate how do you go about comforting them comforting them um and helping them to get where they want to go do you know that's a long um, question i hope you were able to process it <laughs> <laughs> i mean i suppose again this idea of wanting to get somewhere mm, but okay. uh, um it might be important to go over their goals for coming to meditate to for coming to meditation so for example they might say something like um i just want to be calmer during the day i seem to fly off the handle all the time or i want to uh, sleep better at night so it depends what their goal is um usually when we do a course there will always be an element of home practice okay. to to the course so um we kind of make the bare bones of of so i'll give examples and we'll do some meditations and then it's kind of over to them for a few days until they come back to me okay. again 
Um, and yeah, you, you will often have that. You'll often have, um, for example, anger. People say, I'm so angry when I meditate. Mm. Like surely meditation is supposed to be about me feeling good. Mm. But it's kind of, and again, I'm not a psychotherapist. So if if things come up for people, I always say, hey, maybe it's a good idea. I mean, I use myself as an example. Yeah. I've been in therapy for years, you know, um, so I I have no problem saying to people, you know, maybe it's something that I can't deal with. But it's very interesting that this emotion is coming up yeah. and, you know, rather than resist it. Perhaps you can make space for it in your practice yeah. just to say, OK, I am I'm struggling with this emotion. And can I make space for whatever this emotion is? Because actually it's asking us to be heard. Yeah. It wants it wants to be heard. There's something inside of you that wants to have a little bit of space. And when you give it that space, usually it subsides. Yeah. But maybe, you know, it's something you need to look into a little bit more. Um, and another typical thing is people say, I can't, I can't, I can't meditate. I just can't do it. My mind is all over the place. Um, and again, it's about remind noticing when the mind goes off and bringing it back mm. to whatever the focal point that you've been given. So it could be the breath that you might be using or it could be like a mantra, a mm. word or a phrase, um, depending on what what um, we're using in that class. But again, it's it's like it's almost like training for a marathon or something in a way, but with your mind, yeah. because you have to say so, for example, when I started meditating first, I would I noticed how <laughs> controlling I was with right. things. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, um, oh, yeah, like I had a really good session yesterday. So, I'm, I, you know, I want to only have good sessions. Mm. And the next day, it might be like in my perception of things at that time. Uh, oh, my God, I'm all over the place and I'm really sad and I'm angry and I can't concentrate. My mind is all over the place. So, again, it's that, OK, my mind is all over the place and I might where yesterday I brought I might have brought myself back 10 times today. I'm bringing my back myself back 110 times and it's, it's too much. There's two things you can do there continue on with the meditation or if it's too much you can actually just stop right and maybe that's not the right practice for mm. you on that day yeah so some people pick a certain style of meditation meditation that's all they do yeah uh, for me i don't do that i have different kind of um, tools in my bag because i'm like there are sometimes I cannot sit and do a breath meditation okay. because it's too it's too much. You want to let a little bit of emotion in, but I suppose you don't want to override mm. it. Um, yeah, does that kind of was there that another part of that question? No, that that was great. No, um, there's obviously so there's many many styles. Yes, right. Yeah, and uh, like I I think I mentioned it already, but like. I, me I, I try not to mention the Beatles in every episode. We just say <laughs> they come up, all right? So they yeah. did the uh, transcendental, yeah. transcendental meditation out in India in six, 68, I think it was, right? So yeah. I this is the first kind of time, because uh, I've been listening to them since I was 15 or 16. Yeah. And I heard this story, okay? So they were all given their word by the Marushi Meshi yeah. Yoga. I think that's the correct pronunciation. Probably yeah. not. But uh, so they, they were all were told to go away and there was like guys from the Beach Boys there and there was actors and actresses there and all that. So Mia Farrell, the actress, her sister was there, Prudence, and she she meditated so much that she basically put herself into a room and just couldn't leave the room then, just out of pure fear or anxiety or okay. maybe lack of control. Like, you know, mm -hmm. if you're if if she was locked into the meditation all the time, maybe that's where she felt in control. And they had to write a song for her to get her out of the room. And uh, Dear Prudence, it's a it's a beautiful song. Actually, I never knew the background to that story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so that yeah, that it's, it's, it's a beautiful song. Ooh. Turned out he was a bit of a creep, Marushi Meshi Yoga, okay. and that's why they legged it out of India. But um, they took so much from it, particularly George Harrison. He talked about it a lot. Mm. He always kept the meditation, and he obviously kept the transcendental kind of style. So. Mm. Have you done that style or is that something? I've never tried Transcendental, okay. but I've read um, a good bit about it. There's lots of research that's done on Transcendental mm. as well as mindfulness. They're the two probably um, 
most researched okay. styles of meditation. Um, but as far as I know, it's quite a, I, I believe that you have to kind of pay to go on the courses and stuff like that. So there aren't as much, um, there isn't as much literature available right. on it. Like if I just wanted to go and teach myself, yeah. I don't think it's possible to do that. I'm not sure mm. if I can be corrected on that. But as far as I know, it's a style of mantra meditation. Okay. So you're given a word mm. or a phrase and you'll repeat the word over and over again. Mm. So it basically gives your mind something to do while you go into a higher state of consciousness. Yeah. That's kind of the That's what that is. The sort of background to it. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's very effective yeah. style of meditation, really. I think Tina Turner used right. a lot of that as well when she was kind of after she broke up with her husband yeah. and she was kind of having a tough time. She used a, she used a lot of um I think she just called it mantra meditation. Mm. She had a Buddhist chant, actually. Oh. Um, so mantra meditation typically would come from um, the more Vedic philosophy. So right. Hinduism mm. um, and then the Buddhist meditations like mindfulness um, would be or sorry, mindfulness and more of the breath style mm. meditations would come more from Buddhism. OK. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's um there's a lot, isn't there? Yeah, there's it's lots. Just loads. <laughs> like, it's, I was just kind of thinking, uh, I, I was lost in thought there. It seemed like, so where do I start? But uh, but when I was talking about, on sorry, on episode six to my friend Calvin, he yeah. was on, and uh, we were chatting about, and we weren't talking about meditation as such, but essentially it was kind of, now that I think of it, but I was at the time trying to go into a room, doesn't matter what room, just go into a room um, for 15 minutes and just try to think of nothing. Now, after speaking to you, I know that that is nearly impossible because what I wasn't doing is wasn't thinking of a word or, uh, you know, doing breathing or anything. I was just sitting there. Mm. And I guess I was trying to do it in, in my other room, which is just full of books, DVDs everywhere. There's so much visual aids around the place, you know, mm. that we were kind of talking about how difficult it is to actually sit there in a room. That's basically what it was, it was down to. Mm. Sit there for 15 minutes. Uh, I was kind of challenging the people who were listening to do it and it's hard like it's, it's really it's very hard. difficult yeah um so we should go to your class <laughs> get some tips and yeah. get some lessons and and do it because to me it sounds like something I would really like it like yoga I suppose but probably even more meditation for me yeah I mean you know. like a, a, a kind of maybe a way to add to that uh, what you were trying to do is mm. um you know, giving the mind nothing to do is like, you know, it's really, yeah. it's <laughs> impossible next to impossible, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. actually sitting in the room and being really present in the room and okay. it's like, well, what does that mean? Well, okay, can I notice, you know, the colors in the room? Can I notice the texture in this room? Um, can I notice, you know, the materials? I'm looking around. Can I, can I smell the air? Can mm. I feel the air against my skin? um you know what am i sitting on how does that feel yeah so it's kind of you're sort of engaging the senses mm. in your meditation and this is just a very soft meditation mm. that you could do every day but when you're and then of course the mind will come in and you'll think oh jesus i have to take this clothes out of the dryer mm. and then it's like okay that's a thought great i'm going to come back and now i'm over at the door and i'm looking at the door and you know, um, I wonder, that's really interesting, that door. I wonder where that came from, who made that or, you know, and if you can even engage in five minutes of that, you've actually kind of taken yourself out of your mind and you're you're really present to yeah. this, the here and the now. And the more we do that, the more we build resilience in our in our brain so that when we are in those fight or flight moments, we can kind of come back to that mm. Um responding yeah. rather than you know that reaction that is in our subconscious that we've learned yeah or taken on yeah do you think it's important for people to know that they're um they're the person who is running their meditative meditation uh, classes have their own struggles they're not just like zen completely you know because there is that idea that we think that these people that we see like um now i'm going up to talking about gurus and stuff like that but they think mm -hmm. that they don't have those problems that mm -hmm. everybody has and they everybody does like yeah like i think it's a little bit of, it's our society really isn't mm -hmm. it it's yeah. like um we tend to put people on pedestals and 
that type of thing um yeah like i kind of i suppose i wouldn't really resonate with somebody mm. like that because i i'd want to i'm quite goal orientated so i suppose i'd i'd like to know oh you know i had this and then i overcame it by doing this yeah. or um they're kind of stories of inspiration um really but there is that stereotype yeah definitely yeah. i mean i definitely don't portray that yeah. but at the same time when people come to class it's not it's not my story mm. they're coming in their own story so i've been to classes before where the teacher has sat down for 10 minutes and talked about their own problems right <laughs> that it's not it's not about me yeah. it's not my practice at that time i'll always share anecdotes not necessarily in yoga but with meditation because people tend to struggle you have more time to talk with mm. people in in meditation classes or courses um but yeah i think it, as long as there's a happy medium you, mm. you don't want somebody like I suppose spilling all of their <laughs> problems no. onto you, but you don't want somebody to pretend like everything is okay because mm. it just it it kind of borderline perfectionism, and we we just don't need any more of that. It's the fairy false as well, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, I know we have to go uh, to this um thing at some point, but <laughs> how did you um adapt to the lockdown? Um. Well, to be honest, I it's definitely affected me mm, course, in yeah. many ways. Um, I think it's affected everyone. I I went into lockdown myself, yeah, like my like emotions, me. everything. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I just I just found it lots of fear. You mm. know, I was scared. Um, all of that, and then after a while, I kind of I I started doing my online classes, yeah. and I did them for a couple of months. Um, How did they go? Yeah, it was great, actually. I mean, I've never taught online before, mm. so I was like, oh, my God, you know. Videoing yourself. Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, seeing myself. And <laughs> then I'm like out of breath. And because like a lot of the time I'll set up a class and yeah. I'll do demonstrating. And then we, when we're in flows, we tend to repeat mm. um, sequences. So I was like, God, I'm actually a bit unfit here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, all of that thing. I had hang ups on myself and the camera. And then I'd be like, oh, God, yeah. I need to go and do something about this or, you know, I need to maybe meditate on this and it was great i mean in that sense it was great to do things mm. um but then i kind of came to a point where i felt like i'm actually pushing myself a little bit here yeah. i need to take a step back so i moved house um just when the lockdown eased and i've really been just taking it easy mm. um we had a leak in the studio so that has to had to be oh. fixed so um it was actually in a in a sense a blessing because I'm really catering to my own practice at the mm. moment and I, I felt like I really needed it. Um, so yeah, it's in many ways it's been a blessing, yeah. but in other ways, the unknown, I mean, I, I really don't know what's going to happen. So yeah. that's kind of scary too. Of course, yeah. So yeah. probably the scariest thing in general is the fear of the, well, the unknown. And, um, so you're you're not back open yet. You're waiting not for this yet. to be yeah. fixed. And Another couple of weeks. Right. Um, we've almost got it fixed and then I've, had to like take out some of the units and okay. new units had to go in and um that sort of thing but we're almost there yeah good we're almost there yeah so actually i was gonna i just had that underneath here but um where can they find you on your you know in the the world the social media stuff you know so i have a website yeah. westsideyogaathlone.com okay and also on instagram i tend to post on instagram quite yeah. a lot um so you'll find me at just Westside Yoga Athlone yep. and Facebook also um, under the same name. I'm not using Facebook as much at the moment. I don't know why. I just find You're that right I'm more to drawn to Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, for some reason, mm. I just I feel um, quite drawn to that. But people can always, you know, message me mm. once they find if they Google Westside Yoga Athlone. They can, you know, always give me a call yeah. if they have any questions um, or they want to know what style would suit them or what class or just to put their mind at yeah. Um, um we will put we will put that information up on our uh facebook page on okay. wednesday or thursday maybe thursday because we put the obviously put the episode up wednesday and we'll, we'll stick the information up anyway so people can have a look um so what do you like to do when you're away from yoga and work in that um i like to read uh i love to read actually um and it's only something i've got back into in the last mm. few years because i used to be able to read because again i couldn't concentrate yeah, on what yeah. i was doing that's a problem yeah <laughs> yeah but i yeah I, I i love to read i um like to take walks where i live now i'm actually 
very I'm surrounded by loads of trees and when I go out in the morning I really just like to take my time with a coffee or whatever um, I have a cat. I just got a cat. Okay. So I'm learning all that. Uh, a, kid, a kitten? A kitten, a kitten right, yeah. yeah. She's about three months old. Okay. Um, so I'm really learning taking care of right. someone else or yeah. something else. Um, I actually find it really therapeutic. Really? Just, yeah. yeah. It's just like looking at her and I always think of things as as signs like I always she's come at this time of my life and mm. I'm like it's very interesting so yeah. I'm looking after her uh what else do I do quite like music yeah. I like listen to music um I mean the theater but we can't go to the theater right now yeah. um I started playing meditation bowls for classes I quite like oh, that I saw, I saw yeah I saw that yeah, yeah so hopefully I can record a meditation soon with them I don't I I Sorry to interrupt no, no, there, no, but I, I I didn't know what that was when you were doing it. Yeah. Um, and I just thought that it was like, the, like um, the start of the cl- like what you do at the start of a class or something. Yeah, I mean, it ca- it can kind of be a call to attention. Okay. Um, again, it's another technique in meditation. Right. So, um, you can use sound bowls or. For example, there are people who run sound baths, like we had a lady in yeah. who played um, bowls and like gongs and all of that um, type of thing. So that would be a like a sound kind of healing sound yeah. bath. Um, what, what I, I don't do that now, but uh, the okay. bowls that I play are just for kind of the shorter meditations in the classes. Um, if I was in the sound bath thing, yeah. for example, um, just because trying to get a grasp of all the different types of, of meditations, I suppose. But yeah. I know we were supposed to go into your hobbies and I went right back. But uh, <laughs> That's okay. you know that the, so you, someone hits a gong, right? But yeah. what would I be doing? Am I breathing? Am I have I got a chant? Um, so you're just relaxing right. at the beginning of that. Um, you'd, you'd be taken into like a body relaxation to relax right. the body. So you might do like maybe a body scan or something or yeah. just relax for maybe five or ten minutes. Um, maybe do some breathing. Some mm. of them I've been to, they've done some breathing exercises and then you lie down and you cover yourself up. And you basically absorb the sound in through mm. your cells and it's very therapeutic. Okay. Um, yeah. So basically you don't have to do a lot. So it's, mm. it's, it's quite popular with people. Um, I mean, f- you feel great at the end of it, like amazing. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, it can be a really nice style of, of meditation. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's it's really nice experience. I highly recommend it. I should probably do the, some sort of meditation. To, yeah. To do a class because I, I like I said, I think it's, I don't know if I said actually on the mic or off the mic, but I, I want to like try it out for what mm. we've been talking about and what I've talked about with other people and come back on here and say, mm. well, I had the experience of this and I, I this is what I thought of it. Like we had um, a hypnotherapist on mm. speaking about that and it's something I was probably very cynical about. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say I'm the same with meditation, but I was quite cynical about hypnotherapy. And, and like I said, it was more to do with hypnosis, really, and okay. about the idea of when I was a kid and, you know, we're roughly the same age. So w- yeah. you, you probably remember these hypno- hypnotists on stage, you know, people yeah. like chickens and stuff. And to me, that was like weird. So I mm. but it was hypnotherapy was the point I was missing the therapy part. Yeah. And, so it's something I would like to try. And I suppose meditation would probably be something that one might suit me as well. You know? Yeah, I mean, I definitely recommend there are different apps that you can get. Mm. Insight Timer has one that you can kind of put on at any time of the day. And it's loads of different styles. But one I really like, um, it's actually how I started meditation, mm-hmm. meditating, um, is called One Giant Mind. Okay. And it's a free app. And basically they have 12 day programs. So programs are always really good because yeah. you, you're going back every day and you see the progress. But that style is mantra meditation and okay. they have you doing, I think it's 15 minutes a day. But it's really, the guy explains it really well. Mm. Um, and then you can see your own progress within the app. So I quite like that. I, I, I think it's good to have a discipline with it. Yeah. And just say I'm showing up every day even if it's for five minutes, mm. like it doesn't, the length at the beginning doesn't mm. necessarily matter. It's just more, can I see a pattern after I've d- done it every day for five days? Um, yeah. And I think, I think the important thing to remember is, and I'm saying this to myself as mm. much as anyone else, <laughs> um, you know, with attaining a more positive mental state, 
we have to put in effort mm. every day exactly yeah. whatever whatever it is and like there are days you know where we don't feel like doing it and that's okay it doesn't have to be all the time but having a discipline of a practice that works for you whatever it is mm. you know it can be jujitsu it doesn't have to be you know it might not be meditation mm. for some people and that's fine um it's just finding something that resonates with yeah. you and then sort of saying to yourself i i'm going to put aside this time every day because i'm i'm committed to myself mm. kind of um but it's not always easy. i remember somebody said that to me years ago and i was like i really took it on mm. but i didn't practice it yeah <laughs> and so only when i started practicing it i was like okay yeah. get up do it yeah <laughs> but it's you're right because it's it's um you know and it's a f- uh, it's not my favorite saying but like that self-care thing is it's so important with mental mm-hmm. health because you know if you're rehabilitating yourself um with an injury physically like you're gonna have to do it every mm-hmm. day you're gonna have to work on it i you know for the first four or five years after i got like very unwell like after my first breakdown we'll say mm-hmm. uh I, I don't i kind of resisted it you know and i didn't want to do anything i just thought well this is it now you know there's nothing i can do mm-hmm. but as i kind of started to read up about it and figure things out that i knew would help it uh, mm-hmm. through fitness and different things then i knew i had to it was an everyday thing mm. and like you say it doesn't have to be that same thing every day like maybe mm. if you're like oh, i'm you know i'm quite tired today i'm not going to go for a run you can go and do something else you can mm. read a book mm. i find that at the moment is my meditation reading mm. a book because mm. if it's good enough the book i mean the quality of the writing mm. if it's good enough it will take you out of that anxiety mm. and, and that's so important so mm. finding something um that that can take you away from that um it may be football whatever it is i mean just chatting friends playing computer games sometimes if you think if you i'm talking to younger people now obviously but if you're um at home playing your your playstation and your mom's giving out like mm. sometimes that's all right like you know sometimes you're allowed to sit and just do something that makes you feel a little bit better for that moment and it's important you know and um i hope now i've learned more about meditation and yoga I hope more people will uh, will go to Westside Yoga. Obviously, yes. most importantly, <laughs> um, that's the that's the main one you have to go to. But um, yeah, take it take it up and uh, try it. You know. Yeah, I mean, I suppose try everything yeah. once is yeah. what they say, and you know, um, as well as that, I think as well. I I just wanted to say a little mm. bit about um, meditation when we were talking about there. You know, it is quite a strong practice. Yeah, and I definitely think that you know for some people when they meditate it can bring up a lot of past traumas mm. and it's always good to be working with somebody who knows what they're doing or be working with like say if you're if you're if you're working on your own at home and you know to maybe if lots of stuff are coming up is coming up to maybe mm. seek help elsewhere just yeah. to kind of help you navigate that um because there can be a tendency with it where things can come up that are quite strong the more into it you go and the same thing with yoga as well i mean with yoga we're we're moving parts of the body and we're releasing old past mm. traumas that we've held in our muscles and our cells you know and like you might find yourself weeping or maybe you have a process an emotional process that happens for a few days so definitely that self care mm. that downtime um reflecting on it you know um yeah just that side Mm. of it as well to always kind of because some of these things can be quite addictive as Mm. well and it's like it's it's always good to kind of have a reflective yeah look at what's right for you like you said yeah like a lot of those things would be um you know with meditation and stuff that bring the stuff up where you might think you've buried it yeah for good or whatever and just be wary of those kind of things and uh, know that there's actually other people out there that can help you with those things and yeah. you know look after yourselves like definitely yeah um it's been very nice to talk to you Lane. thank you so thank much you it's much so nice on. to come on and thanks so much for creating this podcast oh, well done. done it's amazing oh, thank you very much i yeah. appreciate that um must have been quite weird for this random podcast to message you about coming on <laughs> but um probably should have told you that i knew you'd, our john and megan had been in there but no we really appreciate you coming on Lane. uh we have to do the usual things at the end, you know, my favourite bits where we have to just try and sell the podcast. Um, uh, thank you to John, as always, uh, for his hard work uh, and to his family and Megan. 
Thank you to Jer, my mom, my dad, and my grandfather. So uh, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, get on there. Uh, we are on Facebook at the Weekly Weekly, Instagram is Weekly underscore there, and Twitter is, I think that's Weekly the Weekly. It's the one I always mess up. Um, Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google Podcasts, all those. I think there's about eight of them. You, you, if you're already listening, you'll know it, but Spotify and Apple are kind of the main two that people are on. Uh, we have the Discord community thing going. Um, it's mostly just me talking about films, but if you want to hear that, it's fine. Like you know, um, but uh, no, some people have put up some songs that they like and things, so it's it's good. So if you want to join that, send me a, a message or John a message, and we'll invite we'll get you an invite sent out to you. Um, if you don't know what Discord is, that's all right. I didn't either. Um, thanks to everyone for listening as always. Uh, once again, Elaine, thank you. Thanks so much. And have a lovely uh, rest of your Monday, Bank Holiday Monday. You too. Thank you. Um, so take care, everyone, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.